Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounced from the Roadhouse, not cocaine bear, mm-mm-mm, it's cocaine cat. Also, March Madness vasectomies are a thing. There's a Russian hotline for people who want to quit the war, a burnt breast, and a whole lot more. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and some stars, and don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Search for The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon and find all of our shenanigans on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Okay, we've all done this. Flipped somebody the bird. When is it appropriate to do that? Ever? Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I think mean, when you get cut off in traffic. You know where I'm from in Arizona? You know, if you did that to somebody, you might get shot. Wow. It's probably not a good idea. That's a little excessive. It's true. When yeah. I lived in Colorado, if you flip people off, that's considered road rage and you can get a ticket for it. Wow. I think it's kind of road ragey myself. Meh. I mean, I, I think it's a great sign of gesture, like, hey, I, this is how angry I am. You cut me off. You are rude to me at a concert, whatever. I'm going to flip you off. You know where I stand. You know, there it is. It, it could be situation could be over, or it's the gateway drug to a fight. You know what I mean? Like, Sounds like a gateway drug to a fight. Yeah. And hey, you know, it's up to the other person. Here's my invitation. Would you like to come? <laughs> you want to, you know, mess around and find out you done a clown? What are we doing here? There's actually a court case about this up in Canada. Really? Yes. Two neighbors got into this nasty argument. One of the guys swore at the other, threatened him by holding a power tool, okay, <laughs> in a menacing way. <laughs> in response, the other guy just flipped the double bird. Two hands. Wow, yeah. the double bird. That's so intense. We're going to call him the victim. The guy with the, the potty mouth and the power tool was appalled by it and filed a criminal harassment claim against him for flipping the double bird. Oh. Sounds like a weenie to me. Yeah, yeah, like the words didn't hurt my feelings, but all of a sudden you using hand gestures? Oh, no. I wonder if it was because he used both. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, like a single one, he would have been like, oh, okay. But like a double bird? Oh. Do you think the judge is going to be like, you guys, why are we wasting our time with this? Or do you think the judge is going to have a side to pick? I think he has to pick a side. Yeah, he's got to pick a side. And, and I don't know, is it illegal? I suppose, maybe. I'm not sure. Well, the judge wasn't impressed with the accusation. The judge said giving somebody the middle finger is your God-given right. Oh, here we go. He Let's also go, said it may not be civil, it may not be polite, it may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, it does not trigger criminal liability. It is your God-given right. <laughs> Agreed. I don't think he's wrong. It is your God-given right. Are you going to offend somebody? Yeah, probably. How do you punish somebody for accusing somebody of flipping the bird in this case? I don't know. You go punch him in the mouth. I don't know. (laughs) Double flip back. And then all of a sudden people are taking off shoes, trying to flip their toes. And it's a whole situation. That's what I would say if I was a judge. Grow up. Get out of here. Next. We're back. We've been talking about flipping people off and how a judge just ruled in a court case in Canada that it is your God-given right to do that. This person filed a complaint against somebody that had had done that to them. The case was dismissed. I wonder when this was invented. When did somebody start taking offense of this? Nobody really knows, actually. They're still digging it up, but traces the gestures development back to the 1890s. Wow. Do you remember that, Amy? Now, according to an anthropologist, Desmond Morris, the gesture probably came to the United States via Italian immigrants. What made them choose the middle finger? 
I don't know. So I know, strange. but they probably already pointed at people like you come with me, like come here. So they were like, what's next? I guess this one. Why are you doing that? Well, I don't know. I'm mad at you. I don't know. It's come a long way. And it is our God-given right to do it. Apparently. Which brings us to the topic of our Roadhouse 5 today. Top five God-given rights. The Roadhouse. One, two, three, four, five. I'll get us going here. Number five. It's my God-given right to finish a sleeve of Thin Mints in one sitting. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? With a glass of milk. And that's a warm-up to the peanut butter ones. As long as they're frozen. Number four, it's my God-given right to use the batteries from the fire alarm for my TV remote. Do you do that? Well, what's more important here? You better put them back. The TV remote. Wow. Scary. Number three, it's my God-given right to call anyone with the name Richard Dick. I have trouble with that one. I know like three or four dicks. Hey, you. Hey, Dick. I, honestly, I've just known that their name was Dick. Growing hey, little It's Dickie. so awkward. Is it? Sorry to mm. all the gentlemen out there. Well, number two, it's my God-given right to make eye contact at the urinal. Better than looking at anything else. You do that? Eye contact. Only way to go. Or straightforward. Finally, number one of top five God-given rights. It's my God-given right to write a check. Yes, it is, Amy. For anything other than purchasing something at a store. Yes. You want to pay your bills at home? You write that check. One, two, three, four, five. It's time for TV theme songs. Summer holds the belt currently. She stole it back last week. I did. And staying with me. I would say I allowed her to have it. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That's pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. We're going to do two now, and then we'll come back and do two more. Come at me, bro. If you don't know this, I'm going to be very world? upset. Just this let is it get, weeds. Let it get going. Weeds? No. I'm going to guess not, then. No. Little yeah, it's weeds. <laughs> I was right. Yeah. Good job, Summer. Made up I said I love it that. first. No, you didn't. I said it for replay it. <laughs> wow, are, are you guys going to fight? I've been watching Weeds nonstop for the past no two idea. weeks. I had no idea, so I was like, Weeds! <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Hmm. I feel like this is a 90s show. Just in time. Oh, what's that? What's that? Third Rock from the Sun. No! <laughs> no, it's got the little kid. Um. Think of a hospital. Oh, Scrubs. <laughs> Suffering it again. I was about to say Scrubs and it came right out of her mouth. <laughs> All right, two to zero. We'll be back for two She's more. She's scrubbing the floor with me. Yeah, I am. The Centers for Disease Control says... Plaguing our country. Sharing a biased and... Polls show Americans are increasingly worried about... Here's something depressing. I think it's uh, depressing news. On nope. Dumb ways to die. 
<laughs> Is that so how we're going to start this? dumb ways to die. It's good news with Stitch in Houston. I don't know about dumb ways to die, but <laughs> here we are that with good news. stuck in my head. Are you excited for good news today, Houston? I am excited for good news. You how, sound like it. How healthy do you think you are, Stitch? I, am, I, I don't think I'm healthy okay. at all. <laughs> uh, I am about to make you feel terrible about yourself. Perfect. All right? Uh, and this is a good news segment, so I don't want to do that per se. A Cherokee woman determined not to let the pandemic get her down began running or walking a 5K every day. Oh, I saw this. For 100 days. Yeah. Through lockdowns, through Alpha, Delta, Omicron, beyond, made Dean Herb kept on running until she completed her 1,000th in a row 5K. Wow. Two months short of her 80th birthday. I will never do that. She has by no means stopped doing these continuous 5Ks. And in fact, at the time you hear this, she'd be on her 1,006th, noting that good habits are hard to break uh, as bad habits are. These are in a row. Yeah. Every every day she runs or walks a 5K and she's 80 years old. That's insane. (laughs) That does make me feel terrible I know, it does. So this is really cool. A 9-11 first responder named Rob Weisberg is about to start a very long walk this weekend. He's hiking the Appalachian Trail, all 2,200 miles of it, and trying to raise uh, at least $100,000 for charity called Paws of War. They're the ones who help bring animals back from overseas. His plan is to start in Georgia tomorrow and finish in Maine on September 11th. So six months total of him walking. If you want to support him, which you should, Houston, you can donate through pawsofwar.org. And speaking of animals around the U.S. and the U.K., uh, dozens of animal hospitals have a catch-all when it comes to grieving pet parents who have lost a furry friend. I'm sure you are aware of the poem, The Rainbow Bridge. Yes. Uh, This poem has touched millions of people's hearts but no one has ever known who has written it really they just found out her name is edna klein recce she's an 82 year old scottish artist and animal lover she's traveled the world she wrote it down on a whim one day wow and she has never known of its popularity really never nope wow so I bet that was a nice surprise. Oh, it had to have been. And for, you know, to honor somebody like that is amazing, too. Uh, that that poem is about as sad as you can read if you're a pet owner. Right. You never want to get it, but you will. Yeah. You know? It so. is a fact of life. Nice for job, sure. Edna. Good job, Edna. All right. So how great is this idea? A nonprofit called Loose Ends launched last September. If someone passes away, like a grandparent, they'll take their unfinished knitting project and finish it for you. <laughs> what a cool idea. It's free. You just pay shipping. They've only been around six months, but they already have about 1,000 volunteers. Would That's you, insane. Are you going to volunteer for this? Teach me how to knit. I don't know how to knit. <laughs> Kelsey does. <laughs> All right, we'll ask her. We'll bring her in. Okay, we're back. Time for more TV theme songs. Current score, Summer 2, Brandon 0. You guys are going to hate me for this next one because it's an older show. Okay. So you okay. Get, you're getting a clue. I'll be pretty mad if you don't get this. Hi, Ho Silver. Brandon already got it. <laughs> well, I had to give him one. Yeah, he's going to get one. Pack him up, move him out with a big fat piece of ruffin. Okay, so moving on. Uh, the score is now two to one. Wow. This. I feel like I should get 1.5 for that one. No. This could either end in a tie or mm. summer could just kill you. This is for all the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. <laughs> 
All the frozen Thin Mints. And get ready because you guys are both going to know this one. I'm scared to push the button. One, two, three, go. Oh, Walking Dead. <laughs> I just looked over at Summer and she said Walking Dead and I still don't know what it is. You don't know this one? I've never seen Walking Dead. Oh, wow. Such a good show. It is a good show. Yeah, it's over with now. Seems lame. I quit watching the, the last season. I was over it. I quit watching it about halfway through. Did you? Yeah. yeah. It was just too... When it, Rick died, I just lost interest. Carl! Carl! When Carl died. Oh, and I Carl, see. yeah. So I filed this right over by Blacklist. Shows that don't matter to me. Congratulations to Summer. Thank you. Thank you. You're Thank welcome, you. Summer. It's it's Women's Month, so we're celebrating you women. So I allowed you to win. Uh, yeah, Okay. We're all Irish.com. We dared you to go to the website. I went there. You did? What'd you see? I signed us up because we're going to be there. Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, I seen that the first 20 people get this really awesome t shirt with the logo on it. So nice. Tough oh. luck if you didn't sign up yet. So you better get, get there and get going. I wonder if they got a 2X or like a medium because a 2X fits me good, but a medium's like a cool crop top that the <laughs> girls wear. Yeah. And you could lift your arms up and have the bottom boob. Oh, I don't know? even have to lift my Yeah, exactly. Just a little <laughs> bit of that bottom man boob. But yeah, I'm excited. We're totally going to win. I did hear that the winner gets a trip to Las Vegas. Yeah, that's why I signed us up. We have to win. Mm-hmm. Even though we work for the company that's giving it away, maybe if we dress in disguise, they won't notice. Oh, I nice. can use my leprechaun name, yeah. my Irish name. <laughs> I am little Nadnar, but I'll be held into the pot of gold in Las Vegas. <laughs> I just think this is cool because we've all seen the pictures of New York and SantaCon. Yeah. Just imagine that with leprechauns here in Rapid City. Not everybody believes in Santa, but everybody believes in a leprechaun. Think of all the luck we're going to bring to the Black Hills. Oh, it's going to be a heck of a day. So when is it? The 17th, right? The 17th. So, yeah. Oh, I'm stretching my legs now. We have to walk away, but I could do it. we got to change our gates. we got to put on our leprechaun outfits and walk like leprechauns. Don't they have like bull legs, bull, um, bull-legged walks? I don't know. Do they dance? Is it more of a prance? Yeah, they kind of frolic, don't kind they? Kind of like uh, Jack Sparrow. A little bit of Jack Sparrow in them, you know, mm-hmm. where they kind of do that. I see us skipping down down Main Street. Yeah. Well, and even if you're not a drinker, it's not like you have to come and drink. You just have to come and walk with us and get the stamps yeah. and, and hang out. You know, you just be there and then bang, you're going to Vegas. Come join the Roadhouse Leprechauns at the Leprechaun. Hi. The 17th. The website we're all Irish.com. No apostrophe. A rickety-tee, rickety-tie. I'll see you down at Murphy's on March 7th. New Year's resolutions. We've had three months, right? January, yeah. February. Well, you know. Close. Going on three months. I'm still doing good with my working out. Diet, not so much. Hmm. But it's a new week, and so far I'm going strong. Nice. Good for you, Amy. Now let's talk about you two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so my picture taken is going pretty well. Yep. What about the no vaping? You know, nope. Not so hot on that one, but I've got tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine was to not procrastinate and to eat better, you know, lose weight and stuff like that. And I'm not procrastinating so bad. Uh, I'm getting a lot of stuff done. I am doing better. I, I'm still fighting that urge of meh i'll do it tomorrow because that's always been my life motto meh i'll do it later but i so i'm getting better at it. i wouldn't say like i'm 100 percent achieving but i'm battling it it's it's a thing uh but as far as like um dieting and, and stuff i have been going to the gym every day 
even if Jim's not home, I swing by his house, say hi, get something to eat. Well, next week, it's going to be a better response, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're going to get back on track. Absolutely. Well, well, and I'll be honest, my isogenics order just came in this last week, and it's got the instruction pamphlet and a whole, like, 30-day do this diet and you'll be better. And there's no better time to start that than April 1st. You know what I'm saying? L-E-T-S-G-O. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Hey, let's talk TV. What did we watch over the weekend? I'm boring. The only thing that I've been watching is American Idol and The Voice just started up and Rowan Grace isn't on there. So there's nothing really cool to talk about. Wow. You are boring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just kind of on in the background while I'm in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. I've been watching Weeds and Berry. So Weeds is one of my favorites. I love it. I can turn it on and start it anywhere and pretty much recite the whole thing. I love that show. Me too. And Barry, I've never seen it before. Casey turned it on the other day and we started watching it. It's about like a Midwestern hitman Mm. that moves to L.A. to become an actor. Mm. Wow. It's pretty funny. I believe I just read that they are coming out with the final season of that. Oh, nice. I think we just so I think we're in the middle of season one. Maybe we finished it last night. But yeah, it's pretty good. You could say that Barry is the last one on its branch. Is it funny? It, it is funny. There's definitely some funny spots in it, but then there's spots where you're like, what the heck did that really just happen? <laughs> so mm. it's good. Check it out. Wild. Uh, this last week or so, we went and watched Creed 3 at the Elks Theater, and it was good. It was, it was pretty good, just like every other boxing movie, though. You kind of assume what's going to happen, and it did. And so I went home and and watched one and two, Creed one and two, did that. Not like that same night, but over this last week. But recently shows, we've just been watching, you know, building off the grid. Still makes me want to sell my house and go build the cabin up in the woods like it's that easy. How would you be on the roadhouse if you did that? I would still come into work. I'm just saying my home would be up in the middle of the woods somewhere. Gotcha. Okay. I could handle that too. Yeah. Yeah, I could do some of that. It just sounds so appealing to have a house that is like 100% self on Sustainable? Its own. Yeah. It's like solar and you got water coming from the rains and is it or somewhere and it's wild. Yeah. Just love watching it. There's a few things that I haven't seen yet on Netflix that I saw are out and that is one Firefly Lane and also Dead to Me. I still have not watched the new season of that. Hmm. I started watching that a long time ago and then never really finished it. Oh, I'm going to have to get back into it. It's excellent. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So next time we talk TV, I will have watched them. Well, without Yellowstone in 1923 or anything, it's like everything else is just meh. Yeah, you got to get up and do stuff. Yeah. Meh. Holy moly. Are we ever safe anymore? No. Listen to this, what happened in Arizona at the Starbucks. People are just in there chilling, probably on their laptops or phones, drinking their mocha chocolata. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this car comes crashing through the wall. That's insane. Did anybody get hurt? Drove right through the front doors, up the aisle, and all the way into the order counter. She really needed her espresso. I mean. In an espresso way. She only hit one table and nobody was sitting at that one. Nice. Oh, if that's you were lucky. the driver, though, in this whatever happened, mishap, car, you don't know, you find yourself in the middle of Starbucks, right by where you order. Do you turn and go, I'll take a mocha <laughs> chocolate? I mean, because like, <laughs> yeah. you've already made a complete boop of yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
My bad. Just just go ahead and order a coffee while you're there. You're right. I'm a little low on caffeine, it turns out, today. Maybe that person just really needed a coffee. Well, and and like for me, I grew up on the corner of South Neal and Twilight. And so Neal Street and South Neal don't line up. The, The south end of Neal Street is the house I lived in. It's like a couple cars crashed into our house growing up. But it was never, ever bad. It was just like, poof, oh, there's yeah. some noise. You know, like, that was it. Speaking of that neighborhood, yeah. the Dotson family on DeGeest. Exactly. Their house blew up. They were sleeping in the middle of the night. Some random car at high speeds hits their house, which causes a gas leak. They had 30 seconds to get out. That's terrifying. All their animals died. That sucks. They lost everything. That blows my mind. Like, just like, what? What? Because, like, you you started this by saying, are you safe anywhere? Apparently not. Yeah, in your bed at home. That is your worst nightmare coming true. Well, what if a car comes crashing in? That'll never happen. You know what? All of a sudden, you want to plant a row of trees. You know, like, what? Absolutely horrible. Is there a way? Do you know of a way we could, if anybody wanted to help out? Because I know you went to their fundraiser at Open Bible last week, didn't you? Yes, it was all for all the upward teams. They ran laps and raised money for the family. Oh, wow. And they're just asking for businesses to donate for that. Yeah, if there's a business out there that wants to sponsor that event that we did, that would be awesome. Just let us know. That'd be super cool. Or reach out to Dan Lindy at Upward. Well, help out if you can. This family definitely needs it. That's not what they were. Could you imagine sleeping and then all of a sudden you have to, like, get up and run out of your house in your underwear? Or like how you sleep, Amy, carrying your blanket. (laughs) It's time for our Tuesday Teacher Spotlight. And the other day we were talking about memories from when we were in school, you know, little stories here and there. And we received a message from Mr. K sharing a story about a student that he remembers. And so little does he know, he's now our Teacher Spotlight today. Here's what he sent in. Hi, friends. So I want to tell you a story and hopefully I won't get too emotional while telling it. Um, I've been teaching for 27 years and I've had so many great moments, so many amazing moments, but I think this is possibly the most amazing moment that ever happened to me. I had a student some years ago, about 15 years ago, who had a disorder called selective mutism. And that meant she didn't talk. She didn't talk in social situations. And all through sixth grade, never heard her voice. She did all her work. She was an amazing student. I'm a music teacher. She played all the instruments. She was just a wonderful, wonderful person, but she didn't talk. And, you know, we kind of built like a rapport, even though she didn't talk. Come eighth grade, her final year at my school, she still wouldn't talk. And I started to tease her a little bit, just jokingly. You come on, you got to say at least one word to me, you know, call me ugly, call me stupid, call me bald, you know, and she would giggle a little bit. And but she would be like, nope, I'm not going to say anything. Well, comes the last day of school in her last class with me and I get the tap on the shoulder and she hands me a card. I open the card, out comes this voice, the most beautiful, amazing voice that you ever heard. And it said, Mr. K, I just want to thank you for everything that you did for me over the last three years. And I will miss you. And I love you. I lost it. I started to cry right there in the classroom. The kids from the class after started to come in. They're all looking at me like, what is going on? And two girls came up to me and were like, Mr. K, are you all right? And I said, yeah, you just got to 
you got to hear this. And I opened the card for them. And they were like, is that what her voice sounds like? They were so surprised also. And they started to cry a little bit. And it really was one of the most beautiful, most amazing moments. Now I'm guessing she's around 30 years old. And um, I lost track. I don't know where she is and what she's doing. But I hope she's doing well in her life. And I just wanted to share that story with you. I hope you liked it. Thank you, Mr. K. If you have a teacher spotlight, please send it our way. You can open mic us. You can call us. We'd love to share it. You can also email it to amy at theroadhouseam.com. Cocaine bear. Rawr. <laughs> have, you, have, have you been to the movie yet? No. No. Just hearing the title of the movie, what goes on in your head? What do you picture? A, a bear on cocaine. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what the movie's about. Some drug dealer drops it from an airplane, lands uh-huh. in the forest. The This big bear gets into it and just starts going all crazy. Wild. That's what I would expect from a bear on cocaine, was for it to go a little wild and crazy. It looks kind of funny if you go watch the trailer. <laughs> I kind of want to watch a bear on cocaine in real life, like just rolling through the forest, mowing down trees, just laughing, rolling into people's tents. You could go see a, a cat on cocaine right now. Oh, really? Yes, because they actually the Cincinnati Zoo currently is taking on a cocaine cat, a wild cat named Amory. It's being treated at the zoo after it was found at this local neighborhood with a broken leg, and then they tested it, and it tested positive for cocaine. Wow. The question that I have is, what made them test it for cocaine? Yeah, cocaine no kidding. Bear. Cocaine bear? Yeah. Are they testing all the wild animals for cocaine now? They have to. Were they like joking around like, gosh, this cat is crazy, like bouncing all over the place, kind of wild, moody a little bit. What are we doing here? And one guy laughed, check it for cocaine. And then it came back positive. Does (laughs) this explain all the feral cats out there? I mean, I don't know. They'll get you. I just always thought that's how they were. You know, here little did we know they had drug problems. Alley cats. Why do they call them alley cats? Are they doing drugs out in the alley? That's what they're doing. We thought they were just out there, you know, flirting with other cats, hanging out, rummaging through the trash. No, they're out there passing drugs, you know. That explains Art Alley. Yeah. March Madness started today, so we're going to be hearing a lot of stories about guys getting vasectomies. Wow, really balling out. Did you know this is a thing? No. No. This is the time of year where guys schedule their vasectomies. Why? What? I don't know. Hold on. Guys schedule them? I thought their wives scheduled them for them. Well, they do it together. Oh, okay. But it's a time of year where you watch sports, sit back, and ice your nether regions. Well, I mean, I'm not against it. I personally don't watch March Madness, so this would be the worst time of the year for me to get it. You've had a vasectomy. Yeah. What uh month did you do it in? Don't recall. Come on. Can't you find out? It's below me. (laughs) I don't remember, but I do think that... Uh, it was about 14 years ago, so I have no idea. Well, you're a man. Why do you think it happens around March Madness? I'm a woman, and I have a suggestion or an idea. Um, I think it's because so they have the time to recruit, recoup, and then they have the summertime to play and not worry about anything. Mm. Okay. That could be a very good guess. I don't know. Personally, I would want to go into football season. I'm I'm looking more like October, November 
you know, that's when my life settles down a little bit. I'm like, yeah, let's, if you're going to lay me up for a while, now's the time. The October, November, March, right. I'm wanting to get going. For me, softball's about to start. Like, my kids' sports are about to go down. Like, you know, that's kind of like the busy time right now. Now, this brings me back to a story of when you had your vasectomy because Reversed? you said, no, when you oh. actually had your vasectomy oh, yeah. because you went and did something afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and so I did go play softball. So uh, it what could have been March. It, it very well could have been in the spring. Yeah, because I remember, actually, I think it was more summer, like like July-ish, if okay. I remember right. Because I can remember going and playing softball. I only was supposed to take a week off or two weeks off, and I only took a week off. And then I, for, I forever kind of struggled uh, after that. Okay. Yeah, it was a good time. Weird. Yeah. Sports it's and vasectomies. Nutty. Yeah. It's Go nutty. hand in hand. Who would have known? Balls and balls. Mm-hmm. Take this job and shove it. You're fired. Right, right. I mean, I already quit. So. No, you're fired. I write the book, okay? What would you do if you were scrolling through job openings, mm-hmm. just because you're curious, and you come across your own job <laughs> that they're hiring for, and it has a higher salary? Ooh. What? Oh my gosh, I'd be so mad. This happened in New York recently. This woman noticed a job listing for the same job that she has, a tech writer. And the advertised pay was a lot more than what she was making. It was 32000 to $90,000 more than wow. what she was making. That's quite. That's pretty substantial. No kidding. I mean, I could see a couple thousand, but like, whoa. And to make it worse, she's been asking for a raise for several months. <laughs> she reapplied for her own job. I would have. Yeah, same. Yeah, just yeah, send right. your resume into your own company. Well, and honestly, if you put yourself in the employer's shoes, maybe she needs to take a long look in the mirror and, like, maybe she's not doing her job. Exactly. That's my thought. Is like, hey, you're fi- trying to find somebody new because... Well, Jen just uh, isn't really actually doing the job. So we're going to pay somebody better who's maybe more trained, higher qualified. You know, it'd be weird if we got on the job thing and they were like looking for roadhouse personalities. Pay is like double what we make. It'd be like, whoa. You guys get paid? You're going to make $10,000 a year? Apparently you can get injured getting ready in the morning. Yeah. I did this. First of all, I wake up and my body doesn't want to get up. Because it's still an hour earlier. Yeah. In real time. But anyways, I get up anyways. I go into the bathroom and blow dry my hair because I had a a night sweat because I'm getting ready to turn 46. And so I'm mad about that already. Oh, stupid sweaty hair, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then I start to curl my hair. And this is where it all goes downhill, guys. Oh. Oh. Because I didn't get dressed first. I'm curling my hair. And I lose control of the curling iron because I have a sprained wrist. And it goes to fall on the floor, and I grab it with my arm and <laughs> press it against me. Ooh. Yeah, what do you think was in the way there? Oh, uh, something that I don't have. Well, it's probably breast if I ask you this, okay? <laughs> Let me get this straight. You're standing in your bathroom in your birthday suit, mm-hmm. getting ready for the day curling your hair. Yes. And... <laughs> And then you hug a curling iron. I do. Straight to the chest. Yes. Smells like burnt ham? No, it didn't smell like anything. No? No burnt chest hairs? No. But I just, 
It hurt. I Does bet. it still hurt? Yeah, uh. it's still burning. Ow. Did you put any like A and D ointment on it? I did not. Any aloe vera? I'm trying to pretend that it didn't happen. So How's that going? Yeah, how's not that well. working? Not well. Oh. So now I have a wrap on my arm. Yeah. And a wound on my mountain. Oh. Well, maybe hump day will be better for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't burn that hump day down. Just want to put that out there that you should not cook bacon naked or <laughs> curl your hair naked. No. no, definitely maybe a hoodie or something. We all want this war to end with Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Now there's a hotline that Russians can call when they don't want to be in the war. Ukraine will actually save them. There's a hotline that they call. Oh, That's wow. strange. They actually have a recording of this Russian guy. He says, do I kneel down or what? Do you promise not to film me while this is happening? They say, when you get to the front lines, just call us right away. Would you trust that? No. Yeah, no. That seems pretty sketch. Yeah, put your weapon down and kneel, and then they just take you out. No. And, then, and then call this number first, so you're busy, yeah. preoccupied on the phone. Yeah, so you don't let know me it. call you and tell you exactly where I am so you can come and get me. Are you Russian soldier not ready to die for country? Then surrender yourself to one of our sexy Ukrainian women by calling 1-900-I-GIVE-UP. Don't be scared. Give in to your desires, especially the one to live, by calling 1-900-I-GIVE-UP. Our gorgeous girls will command you to get on your knees, put hands up, and discharge your weapon. (laughs) It's live, discreet, and 100% safe. So save yourself from special military operation by meeting someone special. Call 1-900-I-GIVE-UP. 20 ruble first three minutes. 10 ruble each additional minute. No refund if you are shot as deserter. All right, let's play Would You Rather. And Summer has the question for us today. Okay, would you rather kiss Spencer Dutton Uh or Rip? Ooh. Right? Spencer. I'm going to take them both. Oh, what? No, yeah. you have to choose one. Uh, what? Oh, man, I'm taking You're Spencer making... all day. Summer's over there trying to make new Nothing rules. Nothing against Rip, but everybody plays Rip. Nobody's dressing up like Spencer because they can't. <laughs> he's hot. I'd probably kiss Spencer because he's a hunter and he can kill a tiger. Oh, he's after them cougs. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. I don't know. I'm really on the fence with this one because I think Rip is, I think it's going to be an interesting kiss. But also, I think Spencer, because you see how romantic he can be with yeah. his lady. So oh, yeah. it's either way, either way, it's a win win. He opens up that passionate door when Spencer does that. That's what I'm and saying. It's like lust me all night. I think I might want to change mine. No? I'm going to switch to Rip because Spencer's little. Is he? Yeah. You think he's little? Mm hmm. I don't think he's little at all. I'm tall, so I need a tall guy. I'm going to switch over to Rip. You are not tall. He is, he, I bet you he's 6'2. I bet Spencer? you Spencer is six. You better Google it because he I looks pretty know. tiny. I think I like Rip because I like how aggressive I think he is. Yeah. You know, if he wants something, he's going to take it. And he'll protect you. Yes. But I think Spencer would too, but Rip will take people to the train station. Yeah. And that's just sexy. I bet you money Spencer <laughs> Dutton invented the train station. You know what I'm saying? Six foot two, one. Oh, yeah. How tall is Rip? Who cares? I don't think Rip's incredibly tall. He he's I think he's like stocky. 
not stocky, but like he gives me wrestler vibes. Six one. Oh man, it's a tie. I'm switching back over to Spencer. It's not a tie in inches and inches. That's inch. fine. Brandon, or I'm talking Spencer, is taller by an inch. An inch is an inch. I'm switching back. That's fine. You two can have Spencer and share him, and I'll keep Rip all to myself. No, we ain't sharing nothing. I'm taking him. I get him first. Okay, I, I came across this story this morning about this girl that walked out on a date. Have you ever walked out on a date? Never. Mm-mm. This girl walked out on the date because the waitress was taking their order and he was ordering a burger and she asked him if he wanted cheese on the burger and he asked how much does it cost does it cost extra and the waitress said yes three dollars and he said okay never mind and so they finished giving their order and then the girl got up from the table went and paid the bill with the waitress and left and sent the guy a text saying i'm out you should have you should have ordered the cheese on the burger wow do you think that's petty or? I think it's a little petty, yeah. But okay. I'm also a cheese lover. Yeah, yeah, I'm a cheese lover as well. But I think it's premature. Yeah, I think it's pretty petty. I think she premature left the date because, I mean, it, look, I get it. If if that's your warning sign, you're like, ah, oh, this guy's too frugal. He's too pet. He like every question about money is, I don't want to be with this guy. Fine, fair enough. You know what I mean? If that's your warning flag and you want to go, cool. But I do think it's a little extreme to be like, maybe cheese doesn't mean that much to him. You know, maybe he's just like, yeah, I kind of want cheese, but not three dollars of cheese. And I'm OK. I'll just eat it without. Could have been worse. He could have brought his own cheese. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's weird. Uh, no, I don't want the cheese on that. And then the burger comes and he reaches down in his bag, <laughs> pulls out a little thing of cheese, throws it on there. And that's a whole nother thing. What kind of cheese is it? Equate a Velveeta. What are we talking here? Better you know? be craft singles or else I'm really out. Did he whip out the big old Tillamook block yeah. and start slicing with the cheese slicer? Big block of Kamad cheese and he could do just a chunk. You want some? You know, you could pay for your whole meal selling slices of cheese. Start selling yeah, slices Yeah, maybe it's not a, a bad idea. Who wants some? Would this turn her on? Would she, would she think, wow, is this guy an entrepreneur? He's an opportunist. What would it take for you to walk out on a date? I would say if you can smell somebody's dragon breath from across the table, I would walk out. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's a first date, like you should have prepped yourself. You should have brushed your teeth. Yeah. I think the way they treat the wait staff or the servers. Ooh, that's you know, if they treat them kind of bad, that's I'm I'm out real quick. I think for me, it'd be like if she's a little too quick to the commitment. You know, like ah, here's my ring size and baby names, and you want to meet my parents, or you're gonna love it when you meet my parents. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, back the bus up. But I think outside of that, because that's probably unlikely, would be like, you know, you're ordering breadsticks. Do you want cheese on your burger? And she flatulates. That's like a whole nother way to cut the cheese. (laughs) I'm Summer Sones, and here's your scoop. After a few bees figured out how to get a sweet treat from a locked container, the whole hive eventually learned how by watching and learning. The research led by Queen Mary University of London proves strong evidence that social learning drives the spread of bumblebees' behavior. In this case, precisely how to forage for food. A variety of experiments were set up to establish this. The researchers designed a two-option puzzle box that could be opened either by pushing a red tab clockwise or a blue tab counterclockwise to reveal a 50% sucrose solution reward. Demonstrator bees were trained to use either red or blue tabs, with observer bees watching. When it was the observer's turn to tackle the puzzle, they overwhelmingly and repeatedly chose the same method that they had seen, even after discovering an alternative option. 
You know, I hear the Kardashians actually learn the same way. And that is your scoop. When the weather warms up, I want to get out and hike every weekend. Yeah, me too. I want to know your favorite hikes. My favorite hike is the one I took you on. Was the Strato, Stratus Bowl. It's Stratus so, Bowl? It's so short. Well, you can go yeah. further, but we took a short one. I think it was because it was still kind of muddy and gross out. Yeah, we like ice skated yes. up to the Stratable. I went on a hike just this last weekend. Uh, I could take you guys if you want. Well, it uh, starts in my bedroom, oh, and boy. I hiked over to the living room, sat on the couch. I even got up and did a, a treacherous hike on over to the pantry. Where I grabbed myself some Doritos, hiked myself over to the fridge, grabbed something to drink, and went and hiked back over to the couch where I sat down and enjoyed the view. Really got your steps in, huh, Brandon? Oh, yeah. Got to be 15, 20 steps in there. Where are your steps at right now? Me, currently? Yeah. Um, Don't know. My watch quit tracking. Maybe we need to have a challenge and see how many steps we can get in in a day. No, between count. the three of us before we go home me, yes. me and amy did this one time at the old studio remember we walked around that hallway and you had like three times as many steps <laughs> I as know. Me. when we first got our eye watches yeah. we were obsessed <clears throat> with the steps <clears throat> <clears throat> and walking and i think she was doing this the whole time i was not she was like jerking her hand back and forth <laughs> what's not what? look at all the steps i'm taking I'm every like, hour i got up and i did some laps that's not i think we should true. do it now that i'm here too Okay. I don't yeah. like this attitude. I'll, wear, I'll start wearing my watch so that I can participate. But what is your favorite hike? Mine is Black Elk Peak. Oh, yeah. Previously, I've never been there. Previously, Harney Peak. You've never been? No. Oh, we're going this weekend. Then. Let's do it. When I was a little kid, we went on Black Elk Peak, previously known as Harney Peak, and I thought I'd seen kangaroos. What? And I was a little kid, and I was like, there's kangaroos! But it was just mule deer bouncing, but they looked like kangaroos to a little kid. Wow. It was fun. I thought, wow, we have kangaroos in the Black Hills. Interesting. Now we know. It's that time of day. Funny, misheard song lyrics. We each chose a little clip of a song. We're going to try to trick each other with the lyrics. Give each other a little test. And you know, I haven't gone first in a while. Well, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to test Brandon. Good luck. And my song is The Smithereens, A Girl Like You. And we're just going to start it right from the top here. I love this song. I can honestly say, I've never heard this song in my life. Well, your band should cover this. No. Here we go. I used to travel in the shadows and I never found another tribe and walk up to you. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> I used to travel in the shadows and the seven mermaid walking to you. No, I used to travel in the shadows, and I never found the nerve to try and walk up to you. Oh, that's really pretty. But it sounded like he had something in his mouth when he said it. I used to travel in the shadows, and I actually saw these guys live when I was in high school. Oh, yeah? And somebody picked me up in the audience, and the crowd carried me up to the stage, and he sang that song to me. Wow. Oh, nice. I know. One the of my favorite memories ever. 80s. Man. Love it. Um, 90s, thank you. (laughs) Who's going next? Brandon? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Stevie Wonder, Higher Ground. You just hit me right up into the chorus. Am I testing summer now? Yeah. Okay, I'm so dang tired, let me try it again. I lost my dollar to a bottle of gin. 
It's pretty close. <laughs> I like Summer's version. It's not bad, but no. What he said was, I'm so darn glad he let me try it again because my last time on Earth, I lived a whole world of sin. Oh, wow. Ooh. I was pretty off. Pretty off. Okay. You're up. All right. I think you might get this one. It's Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Hit me at 119. At 119. I'm nervous. This is my favorite Michael Jackson song. All right, let's go. Right here. Okay. I've stopped in with the man in the mirror. I am asking him to change his ways. You did good. I think you got it. Yeah. When I was looking it up and I was trying to find a misheard song lyric, some people were singing this as like, and no missus could have been any clever. And I got it, right? You did. You nailed it right on the head. No message. No message could be clearer. I don't even know what I said. Let's talk about this. I think a lot of people could relate to this topic. When do you wash your clothes? If you wear a t-shirt, do you wash it right away? When do you wash your jeans? How often do you wash them? Right after you wear them? Or do you wear them a few times? What about your pajamas? Me? I will go a couple of days. Like, I will wear my jeans a few times in a row before I wash them. Until I need to stretch them back. Like, they get stretched out, so I wash them so they fit right again. Okay. But they're never really that dirty because I don't do anything, like, excessive. But, like, underwears and t-shirts and stuff like that, I'll wash those every time I wear them. I wash my jeans every time I wear them. Really? And I have a whole system. I have to put them inside out. Yeah. Wash them. We, we learned how to do that from Miss Me Jeans from the Buckle because oh. they had all the rhinestones on the butt cheeks. Oh, I see. So you turned them inside out so they didn't get ruined. Sameness. Those are the jeans I wear. The Miss Me's with the bedazzles. Actually, I do shop at the Buckle. I, somebody there a long time ago, I don't believe they work there anymore, recommended not washing them every time I used them and turning them inside out for you know they don't fade as much Mm -hmm. and extends the life of them what they didn't know is that my thighs rub when i walk (laughs) and so it ultimately doesn't matter i'm going to start a fire if i run you know so and we don't even need to ask brandon how often he washes stuff because he doesn't do that at his house you know we could ask megan i will let you know that my underwear t-shirts and socks get washed everywhere the everywhere like that i wear them and my jeans get washed about, you know, depending on the, the workload, if you will. Is it every three days? Sometimes I wear them all week. If I'm only wearing them for a couple hours a day, sometimes I'll go all month. What about Jimmy Jams? I don't wear them. Yeah. I don't wear Jimmy Jams either, but I do wear them around the house before I go to bed. Okay. So, yeah, I do the same. I wear sweatpants around the house, and those ones, I don't, I just wear them until I feel like I need a new pair. <laughs> I wash mine once a week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got like a pair of gym shorts that I'll wear all week, but usually Megan will grab them and wash them before like I feel like they're dirty personally. But it's like you like lounging around the house, just sitting around doing nothing. So, okay, random question: How often do you wash your towel that you shower with? If you're getting, if you get out of the shower and you use that towel, you're clean. Right. So, how often are you washing that towel? I do once a week. Same. Same. I know a guy that wouldn't so use do I. towel more than once. So do I. I do like my towel to smell fresh. Yeah, because otherwise, if you don't wash it very often, then it gets a little mildewy. And you do rub it in your nether regions. Yes. Well, yeah, but I also just got done cleaning. 
I know, but still. But still. It's a hot topic. My my towel still smells fresh after about two weeks. Why? Because I smell fresh. That's even after flossing my butt crack. It's time for Stupid Headlines. Ingrid Andrus today, Brandon. Mm. Listen to her headline. Okay. Ingrid Andrus feels empowered when she performs on her period. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to what she said. Uh. It says, quote, it's really hard to do. And most male artists don't have to deal with that. Most? But it feels like I'm a boss queen when I can go out on stage and own it while bleeding. I can tell you I've never played while bleeding. (laughs) What? Most men don't have to deal with it? Yeah, most male artists. Unless we go up with a wound of some kind, we don't believe. (laughs) You just pulled a tooth right before you walked out on stage. Yeah, wisdom teeth or something maybe. I don't know. What? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Ew. So like what... (laughs) I mean, I don't get it. She's got a couple songs, and you can tell which ones she recorded while riding the cotton pony. While on the cycle. Yeah, this is the one where she's calm. Oh, yeah. You know, heart like mine. A good three out of the four weeks. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the very opposite. Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can tell. She's yelling, yell singing. Maybe I just wish for thinking. You know what's funny about her is she's from, like, Colorado. She's not too far away from here. She might actually be listening right now. You think so? Yeah, and I and I hope she is empowered. To be honest, I'm all about female empowerment. Whatever makes you feel more powerful, and that is something a male will never have to do. Um, and and she is an extremely great singer and performer. She, she really is. What would make this and just an amazing headline about Ingrid Andrus? I've really got not much mature to say. Um, why don't you share yours while I think of another one? How about Ingrid Andrus? kicked all of her band members in the balls so it would feel like they were on their period as well everybody line up i'm on my period (laughs) ingrid andrus refuses to perform while she's on her period there we go that's got to cut out a lot of shows you think you know i mean once a month you got a whole week off however that works out everybody's flow is different right ladies and so it's like is it three or four days five days what are we talking here How about Ingrid Andrus turns into a complete animal Mm -hmm. while on her period? Like a wolf. She gets out there and she sings heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like a country pop artist, it's like, maybe I'm just wishful thinking. She tours with Marilyn Manson once a month. It's time for the Roadhouse Mailbag. So I went to a concert. recently and parking you know is always an issue at like any event where there's a ton of people who all want to park as close as possible including me and as i was looking for a spot that was close there was this car that was double parked but the guy was sitting in the car and he he backed out and moved over right after i passed him so i stopped and i started backing up into the spot i was like great um then he jumped out and started waving his arms at me like to stop me And I rolled down my window because I was worried that maybe I didn't see something I was about to hit. But no, he was just saving the spot for his best friend. I'm like, I don't care. And I tried to back into the spot. There was literally no parking left. I would have had to go to the next parking area like blocks away. So my wife didn't want to do that. So we we argued for a while before I left. I dropped my wife off and then I went and parked. Um, My question is like, do you think this is okay? Like a, a next level best friend that 
that justifies this? Like, what should we do? Help us out. How would you handle this situation? Please open mic your comment on the app. It's time to play a fun little game called Never Have I Ever. You've probably mm. played it. Usually it's three of us, but today it's just Brandon and I. Just the two of us. You and I. Okay, so we have our statements, something we've never done, and if the other person has done it, you got to sound your buzzer and then share the story. So here's my sounder, and here's Brandon's. I think you should go first. Okay. Okay, fine. Here we go. Never have I ever got with someone without knowing their name. I've never done that. Really? Mm-mm. You kind of have a guilty look on your face. Like, no. like as if you're lying right now. No, I've never done that. But okay. I wish I could go back in the past and maybe do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, me neither. Okay, so my turn. Okay. Never have I ever had a gun stolen from my car. Huh. Yeah, me neither. Really? No, I'm just letting some people borrow it. They'll bring it back when they're done. <laughs> what? Share the story. What? We were shooting a music video at the fairgrounds. I had my pistol on me, and I can't remember why. And I was like, well, I don't need this in the music video. So I took it off and set it in my excursion. We literally were right there, open door, like in the Soule building. And the garage door, my excursion was sitting right there. Somebody reached in and grabbed it. I don't know. have a clue who took it. Never seen it again. Do you think it was somebody that was there with you? It's hard to say. I wouldn't think so, because it was band members and close friends, but I don't know. Who knows? You know what I mean? It was weird. They didn't just take that. Uh, They took the pistol. They took my scanner tuner for my diesel. They tried to take the radio out of the dash, but they couldn't. And I mean, like whoever it was was in there grabbing and going. They, I can't remember what else they took. Something else small, like nothing of importance. But it was like you know, eight nine hundred dollars worth of stuff. That's so messed up. It's kind of a bummer. And I know guns stolen from cars a huge problem we have around here. Yeah, it sure is. And I added to the problem. Yeah, but you yours was kind of innocent. Yeah, it's not like I left it out in the car and went in for dinner. And just left it out in the parking lot or was out on a, you know, went shopping downtown and left it. It wasn't like that. We were literally right there. Plus, the fairgrounds were pretty well locked up at that point. Like, there was only, like, our small group of people right there. I don't, so I don't know who was walking along or if somebody was waiting. It's not like they looked at me and was like, hey, he's got a pistol on his hip, yeah. you know, or something. I don't know. So weird. you being that close to your vehicle and it's still stolen from there. Yeah. Just always lock your car, right? That's right. Lock it up. Well, this never have I ever kind kind of turned into a PSA. Yeah, it sure did. Never have I ever given a PSA. Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Dummy of the Day with Mr. D-Ray Knight. Okay, we're going to do a little something different today because I think, okay, Classic dummy of the day stories are people getting drunk late at night. Okay? You see a lot of those stories. Now, have either of you ever worked in the food industry, maybe fast food industry? Negative. No? No, I haven't. I haven't either, but I can imagine one of the worst gigs in the world would be working fast food at a 24-hour fast food restaurant when the bars close and you have to deal with all the drunks. Yeah. Well, in New Zealand, McDonald's is 24 hours, Mm -hmm. and they've kind of embraced this with this brilliant advertising campaign. 
what they do is that they have a picture of you know a, a McDonald's food item, and on the lettering of it, they have an order. You know how you would order that. For example, a Mig Back Congo peas. What? That's what the sign says. A, a Mig Back Congo peas. <laughs> what they've done is that they've taken the drunkenese orders of people and put them into the advertising. A Mig Back Conga Peas, Big Mac Combo, please. Yeah, I think a Big Mac Combo Peas. Exactly. Now it's in New Zealand. So they'll Mig Back Conga Peas. And then Ferret O Frisch Extra Tata. <laughs> Ferret O Frisch Extra Tata. Yeah, Flayo Fish Extra, extra Tartar. Exactly. Extra tartar. This should be a game where we try to figure this out. Okay, here we go. Five five cheeses of Ergus. Five cheese Ergus. Five cheeseburgers. Very good, yeah. Farge lies with tomato horse. <laughs> Large fries with yeah. ketchup? Tomato sauce, yeah, yeah exactly. Tomato yeah. sauce. Mitch Kicking and a Frozen Croak. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Chicken and a Frozen Coke. Yeah, exactly. A Frozen Coke is weird. Now, of course, you know, they were, na- they were, of course, naysayers. You, know, you shouldn't make fun of them, and they're like, why not? You have to. But I think it's an absolutely uh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Here's the last one. Nick and Chick Muggets with Charbecue Sauce. <laughs> chicken Nuggets with Barbecue Sauce. Nick and Chick Muggets with Cobbycue cob- Sauce. Yeah. I'm going to test you, Brandon. I know you love it when I do this. You know how the kids use the abbreviations online all the time? Like DM. Oh, yeah. Direct message. Oh, is that what it stands for? Oh, nice. So I'm going to go down this list, and I want you to, as quickly as possible, tell me what they stand for. Fair. And if you don't know it, just say skip. Okay. DM. Direct message. JK. Just kidding. BRB. BRB. TBH. To be honest. IRL. IRL? Yeah. Skip? In real life. Okay. Uh, NSFW. I have, I don't even know what you just said. Not safe for work. I didn't oh. know that one either. TTYL. Talk to you later. Wow. NBD. NBD? Yeah. I don't know. No big deal. Oh. IMO. Um, in my opinion? Yeah, good job. I didn't know yeah. that one. FTW. Um. I don't even want to know. The things that are coming to my mind are not good. <laughs> for the win. Oh. Um, you're going to know this one. SMH. Shake my head. IDK. I know. Rat. No, I don't know. I know. Uh, IDC. <laughs> IDC, I don't care. MSG. Uh, that is something you get at the restaurant. <laughs> no, it's short for message. Oh. OMW. On my way. Wow. Uh, G2G, G2G. Get to go or good to go? Got to go. Yeah. Uh, we're almost there. TFW. TFW. Yeah, weird one. Take French with you. That feeling one. Oh, weird, no clue. right? Yeah. MFW. Um, I don't know. My face one. Never seen some of these. That, that's dumb. Oh, uh, this one's cute. I L Y. I don't know. I love you. Oh. Like I am you. you. I am you. Um, no, I'm me, and you're you. <laughs> no, I miss you. Oh. Uh, I C Y M I. That's too long. In case you missed it, S R S L Y. That's too long. You would know if you looked at it because it's short for seriously. Oh. There's just three more here. T L D R. T L D R. Yeah. Totally lewd. This is so derotic. This is so Gen Z right here. Too long. Didn't read. Yeah. Wow. Well, that abbreviation's too long. Didn't read. B A E. B A E. Yeah. 
Um, big ass extract excursion. <laughs> no, oh. before anyone else. And then one more. S O M L. S M. No, S O M L. Oh, I don't know. Story of my life. I know, right? Wow, we just learned a little bit. Yeah, we did. The whole list is a little sus. It is. It's time for the Roadhouse Mailbag. So I went to a concert um, recently, and parking you know, is always an issue at like any event where there's a ton of people who all want to park as close as possible, including me. And as I was looking for a spot that was close, there was this car that was double parked. But the guy was sitting in the car, and he, he backed out and moved over right after I passed him. So I stopped, and I started backing up into the spot. I was like, great. Um, then he jumped out and started waving his arms at me, like, to stop me. And I rolled down my window, because I was worried that maybe I didn't see something I was about to hit. But no, he was just saving the spot for his best friend. I'm like, I don't care. And I tried to back into the spot. There was literally no parking left. I would have had to go to the next parking area, like blocks away so my wife didn't want to do that so we, we argued for a while before i left i dropped my wife off and then i went and parked um my question is like do you think this is okay like a, a next level best friend that that justifies this like what should we do i can't wait to hear what people have to say about this i agree it's annoying when people save spots for other people especially when you want to park closer but maybe get there a little bit earlier and then you wouldn't have that issue true story yeah she ain't lying Nope, she's not lying. But have you ever been to an event where it's like you are early and there still isn't that great of parking? It's like, when is early for an event? Yeah. I think we should just start getting those premier passes. Yeah. Where we can park in the special place. That's one. Like a monument, they do that. You could get the, mon- the, the premier passes. I know when I lived like up by the cities going to like a Twins game or a Vikings game back in the day. There was no parking right by there. Like, there's Ugh. no way. Don't even try it. You might as well park somewhere else in, like, a designated parking area and take a bus. Same it, thing in Nashville. I yeah, thought. so it, yeah. It, don't even try it. So, I don't know. Personally, I didn't think that you could double park like that and save parking spots. It's first come, first serve. So, I would have stayed there and said, whatever, guy, it's mine now. Would you argue with him like that? I don't know as if I'd get into a deep argument, but I would just back in there and, you know, be like, hey, sorry, bud, and just walk away. I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not a big deal. I'm sorry. You can't reserve parking, bud. I, I don't know. What if he keyed your car afterwards? Well, you know, I have to find him. Speaking of being uh, violent, maybe we should find out what Pootie Poo would do. Yeah, I wonder if he even parks anywhere if he just gets dropped off. Probably helicopter on the roof of a building. Yeah, parachutes in. Nah. Hey, Pootie Poo. Hello, who is this? It's your favorite evil American morning show. Ah, uh, must be Roadhouse, and you are Amy, yes? Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. How are you, Amy? Doing great, but we need some more advice. We have another <laughs> world problem for you to solve. <laughs> okay, first may I say this. We did not shoot down drone. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Wow. Well, hi, it's Brandon. Summer's gone today. Yeah. Ah, we had this summer. Nah, she is doing spy operations somewhere. I don't know. Ah, okay. We will but look out for her. I'm not allowed to tell you about it. No, However, okay. he's uh, not revealed. Okay. There was this gentleman that went to a concert looking for the best spot possible. He's with his wife. What and, kind of concert? Uh, you know, he didn't specify. Oh, okay. Just at a big concert when he found a guy 
kind of double parked, but he was in his car. The guy backed out, pulled back into one of the two spots that he was double parked in. So this guy thought, oh, cool. I'll back into this spot. So he stops, goes to back up. Guy stops. I can't park here. I'm holding it for a friend. And uh, he kind of argued with him for a while before he went and found another spot. The guy's question is, do you think this is okay to do? And or is he like next level best friend where he like got there first and saved two spots for him and his buddy? That is never done. You do not hold spot in busy area and then claim me I'm holding for a friend. That is not it. Why, why do you think I invade Ukraine? Because Vladimir Zelensky, tiny comedy boy, says he's holding country for friend. Yeah. I, want to, I want to be in country. He says, no, I'm holding country for friend. I'm like, you cannot hold country for friend. He says, yes, I can hold country for friend. And so what I do, I invade. I take, I take country. So that's what you should do, is that you should take space. Do not care I mean, about friend. Do not care about what he says. You take space because that space is yours. It is God-given right to take space. Yeah. That's what you should do. All right, nice. And if the guy tries to stop, just run him over? Kill him. Oh. Fair. Okay. Do you have any more questions? That's it. That's it. <laughs> that was very definitive answer from Put, wasn't that? What's going on? Zanash! You're a small ginger. Do you have any green on you? Not today. Ah, do you like singing in limerick? Here singing I have. in the rain? No, in limerick, you know, like a great <laughs> leprechaun would do. I've got one for you. Here, you finish it. I'll start it, all right? A rickety dee, a rickety die. We are corned beef and hashers here to say hi. If you'd like to sing with us and have some money in the pot of gold, then come and soon you'll be rich in fame. Aye, your turn. <laughs> oh, no, I don't do that. First choice, Brandon Jones, went to a really cool event, yeah. performed the national anthem. Tell yep. us the story. So I had the distinct honor of singing at Ladies and Laces, a hockey event, fundraiser for the Rushmore Thunder uh, youth hockey team. It was held out at the Rushmore Thunders ice rink. It was super cool. What it is, for those of you that don't know, is the Rushmore Thunders moms, all the players, their moms get together, make a team, and the Rush hockey, like professional hockey teams, girlfriends, wives, daughters, whatever, come and play versus them. So it was it was super Why cool. Why is this not like a huge, huge event. I don't know, but it was funny. Thanks for the invite, by the way. I, hey, I didn't know what I was... Nece- I knew what I was going to. I didn't realize how fun it was going to be because it was girls who can't skate. I mean, we got moms that have never played hockey, you know, playing against girls who have also never played hockey. There were some that have. Super cool. But, uh, I mean, like, the whole rush was there, too. The team was there. The coach was there. Brian, the voice of the rush, was there. Valerie. I have a question right away. Were yeah. there any fights? There was a couple of fights. No way. Yeah. There was a couple of... I, they didn't... Hello. Oh, hello there. This is Big Sacco Malley calling to see if you wanted to join the group uh, Corn, Beef, and I'm Cabbage. I'm going on today. I don't have time to play with you. All right. We love you anyway. <laughs> Not a bad Irish accent. I oh, thank you very much, Ricketty. <laughs> Hi, it's Oakley. 
Hey, this is Sack O'Malley calling to see if you'd like to join our group called Corn, Beef, and Cabbage. Yeah? You know it. I was yeah. given your name from uh, some friends at Amy and Brandon. You are highly yeah. recommended. You're a ginger. You are a good dancer. Are you wearing any green? Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole show. All right, then. Let's sing a limerick together. See if you can finish it. A rick-a-da-dee, a rick-a-da-die. We are corned beef and hashers here to say hi. <laughs> Love you. Love you. <laughs> it's tradition on St. Patrick's Day to eat corned beef and cabbage. I actually experienced this for the very first time last year with Uncle Bob. Mm-hmm. Do you partake in the corned beef and cabbage? I actually try to avoid it the best I can, but why? Yeah. Well, I'm not really uh, that into it. It's just not. I thought it was pretty tasty, although it was pretty salty. I did have to wear my big girl pants the next day. Yeah. Possibly the rest of the week. That's about it. I mean, I think growing up, my grandma used to make a lot of corned beef and and cabbage or like ham and cabbage soup, she called it, which was like water with the bone from the ham and cabbage. It sounded, it was horrible. So yeah, no, I'm not all that thrilled about it, but. Do you know what it is? uh, Isn't it like just beef cooked in a can or something or it's like boiled in something or i don't really know Uh like cat food is there i'd be more like spam no it's actually meat that's cured in salt oh that's why it's so salty yeah and it actually looks raw yeah i was i was afraid yeah when i when it was on my plate i was afraid to eat it you know i think it would go good with like eggs yeah you know well little egg on top with a green egg if you will and a little slice of cabbage on some i and some wheat toast there isn't there a breakfast plate called corned beef and hash oh yeah is it breakfast oh people eat that for dinner and lunch all the time do they corned beef and hash oh yeah is hash hash browns it's yeah yeah potato okay. yeah i'll have to experience that one this time yeah is, is that, it's similar than cabbage right except for they ran out of potatoes so they started using cabbage yeah i when i pulled this up because i was trying to you know find some information on it that i could trick you with mm-hmm. i found some corned beef and cabbage sandwiches mm. they look so delicious just sounds like a bad thing for my wife later this is Mitchell. Hi, rickety-dee, rickety-die. This is Big Sack O'Malley. Aye, aye. I'm calling to inquire about you joining our group, Beef and Cabbage Eye. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Amy and Brandon gave me your name. You came highly recommended. A small ginger oh. fella. Would you like to dress in green and go sing in Limerick? I, I would, actually. That sounds like a blast. Let's do it. Oi, let me start a limerick and see if you could finish it. A rickety-dee, rickety-die. We are corned beef and hashers here to say hi. Your turn. Uh, you want me to sing the same thing? No, you make up your own limerick, you leprechaun. <laughs> I don't, uh, don't judge me. Uh, a rickety-dee, a rickety-die. We like corned beef and hash and also Guinness beer in my eye. Does that work? Oi, it works out just fine, but ah, you didn't make the cut. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> hey, it's time to let the cat out. Here's your weekly recap of all your Hollywood idiots. The cat is out of the bag. 
Adidas is stuck with over $1 billion in unsold Kanye shoes. A German company burned by anti-Semitism, huh? And they say karma isn't real. Wow. That's a good one. I didn't even know he had a shoe. It's in his mouth, usually. Oh. The city of Glendale, Arizona will temporarily change its name to Swift City on the days when Taylor Swift is playing in town. Needless to say, nearby Smashmouthville regrets not going with the temporary change when it was renamed in the 90s. <laughs> hey now, you're <laughs> an all-star. Get your game on. Get paid. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan is pregnant, ladies and gentlemen. Magazines are already competing for exclusive rights on the first baby pics. And child therapists are jockeying to book the kid's first appointment. And when they asked her what she looked forward to the most as a parent, she said, snorting the baby powder. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I had a habit. The first thing most people thought was, so when did L- Lindsay Lohan meet Nick Cannon? Yeah. <laughs> and first of all, I just for the listeners, it's not my baby either. Definitely not mine. Matthew McConaughey says his new TV series with Woody Harrelson will celebrate their bond, which is why the show is called Marijuana. All right, all right, all right. Elon Musk wants to build his own town in Texas. It will have enough housing for a thousand people. In other words, just enough for Elon and his kids. (laughs) He's so selfish. Leonardo DiCaprio and Gigi Hadid spent almost the entire night together at a pre-Oscar party. This is new for Leo. He's not used to dating girls who can stay out past 11. True. Or that are 11. Mm. A Russian fighter jet collided with an unnamed U.S. military drone, forcing it to go down in the Black Sea. Mm. Luckily, the whole thing was caught on video by a Chinese spy balloon. And that is the cat is out of the bay. Hello? Oi, this is Big Sack O'Malley. I was giving your name from Amy and Brandon, calling to inquire about you joining our band, Corn Beef and Cabbage. What? Corn Beef and Cabbage? Yes, it's a band. We uh, walk around. They came highly recommended because you're cute, small, ginger. Do you like to wear green? I mean... I don't think it's my color. You're a, you're a band. You said you're a band. Oh, yes. We are a group. Do you like to sing in Limerick? Limer- in Limerick. I I am a pentameter. Yes. I, I know a little bit of it. Well, then, I'll start when you finish it. A rick-a-dee, a to die We are corned beef and hashers here to say hi. A rick-a-dee, dee I like to sing in that be me. Oi, that's pretty good. I don't think you'll make the cut. We'll see you next time. <laughs> oh my, all that for no. Okay, whatever, bye. <laughs> Here he is, Dr. BJ in Studio 4B. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, Dr. BJ? I see you're all dressed in green, looking, uh, it's good. You looking like a old leprechaun, if you will. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Brandon does a really good leprechaun impersonation. I'm wondering if you can yeah. do one. It's like this, Dr. BJ, like, rickety-dee, rickety-die. Dr. BJ's in the house to give us some love dry. Well, uh, I don't know if I can do it. Rickety-dee, rickety-die. Dr. BJ's in the house to give some love dry. I think I do it better than he does. What do you mean? You don't like it? Nope. 
Well, I'm here to give some love advice and hand out some uh, good old love. Fired up! I just want more. More of what? Never mind. What's the matter? Nothing. I don't know what she wants. I wish she would just figure it out. Good morning, kids. You know, love is patient and love is kind. Uh, says a lot of people about, you know, when you're about to get married. However, most married men can attest to the not-so-patient-and-kind part of marriage after the honeymoon phase wears out and the wife realizes just how lazy you really are. Her patience will get as thin as the gene material on the inside of Brandon's thighs. Hey, hey, come on. So remember, gentlemen, (laughs) don't be lazy or don't buy into the whole love is patient and love is kind lie. Women be getting wild. No cap. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. Rickety-dee, rickety-day. I'm Dr. BJ, and if loving another is wrong, then I don't want to be right. This is Leslie. Rickety-dee, rickety-day. This is big old Sacco Malai. We've got a band called uh, uh, Corn Beef and Hashers. Wondering if you would like to join. The Corn Beef and Hashers? Hi, we eat corned beef and cabbage and go out and sing. Amy and Brandon recommended you and thought I'd give you a call because you're cute and small and you might look good and green. Do you think that's funny, appropriating their culture like that? Rickety-dee, rickety-die, I do. I love it, my eye. Oh, okay. Well, then I can play tambourine. Oi, we'd actually like you to sing a little limerick with my. Are you ready? I'll start it and you finish it. Hey! <laughs> A rickety-dee, a rickety-die. We are corned beef and hashers here to say hi. You finish it now. Um, I'm in the Starbucks line about to pull up, but I will be there about a quarter of four. Aye, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the worst one I we've know, had so far, eh? Right? All right, well, thank you anyways. What a call. On to the next. All right, bye. It's story time with Uncle Kevin! Look what you did, you little jerk! Yay! So my wife and I host trivia every Tuesday night at the Valley Sports Bar. And this past Tuesday, during intermission, this young fella came up to me, big, tall kid, good-looking boy, stuck out his hand, shook my hand, and said, Mr. Phillips, I've been dying to meet you. He goes, I'm a huge fan of you and your radio station. And I said, well... That's so nice. And I asked him his name. And I said, "Uh, what do you do? He goes, I'm a student at the School of Mines. He said his major is metallurgical engineering. And that's impressive. But it was nice to meet a fan, especially a youngster. Turns out he's from the Iron Range up in Minnesota, way up north. And as we were about to say goodbye, one of his buddies came up to him. And it was obvious that his buddy knew that this kid wanted to meet me. And I don't think his buddy was too impressed because he said, hey, Don't forget to have them sign your boobs. What's the moral of the story here? Let's see what lesson we can learn with this story here. You've probably seen police shows, right? Where the cop gets fired. Happens all the time. And then they secretly return to work because they can't let go of that big case. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like that. This guy in Georgia was recently arrested for impersonating an officer. And it turns out that he used to be a real cop. And he Mm. was let go several weeks ago. The thing is, when they caught him, he was in uniform directing traffic. What? <laughs> and some officers drove by, noticed he didn't have a patch on, and they were like, who are you? Where do you work? Blah, blah, blah. He said he was an officer with the Talbotton Police Department. They called to confirm. They're like, hey, no, that guy that guy was let go weeks ago. Hmm. And then he got arrested. 
And he's out directing traffic. Yes. Yeah. Just a slave to the job. Just loves it. Do you think he was going to go in and do some desk work after that? Yeah. Let me go file some paperwork. I mean, what? That's wild. So what's the lesson learned in this story? Um, I mean, I think, honestly, just let them direct traffic. Nobody, well, why would you want to do that? You know, just leave him out there. Let him do it. He's out there doing a good deed. So what if he's dressed up like a cop? I would say, if you're going to do this, maybe make a patch yeah. and put it on the uniform, because he probably would have gotten away with it. Yeah, no kidding. They only caught him because of the patch. Exactly. You're right. Go steal another cop's uniform with a yeah, patch. steal the patch. Or go have one made up. You know what I mean? Make your own police department. No. What? What do you guys... No. The the moral of the story is that impersonating a police officer is a felony. If you're not a police officer anymore, you don't impersonate one. Right? Oh. Is that, are, we, are we really having trouble with this? Oh. Go ahead, Brandon. Vent about it. Well, it's like, uh, if you guys remember my TV story from a while back, our TV in our living room had died. This this happened, what, a year ago, Amy? Yeah. What, like maybe this last fall or something? I don't remember. But uh, TV died in the living room. Thought, oh, let's take the TV from the living room. We'll throw it in the bedroom. And then we'll buy a new, bigger TV, upgraded TV for the living room. You know? Yeah. We do this. Uh, I go to Target because they had one on sale. Pick it up. Take it home. Install it. Mount it up on the wall. Kind of a pain because it's 75 inches. Mount it up on the wall only for it to suck. It was a sucky TV. Take it down, take it back, go to Best Buy, grab a brand new Sony TV, take it home. What happens? That TV is broken in the box. Take it back to Best Buy, grab another TV, come back home, install it, everything's fine. So, recently, a matter of fact, Monday, um, get uh, home from work. The wife's telling me about how the TV doesn't work in the bedroom anymore. The screen's gone black. Mind you, this was the TV that used to be in the living room. It's probably three to five years old. And it's like, well, it's it's had a good run. And we do keep the TV on during the day, sometimes for the dog. So, like, you know, it probably has had a lot of run time. So, I'm like, understandable. I go to Best Buy. I pick up a TV. Kind of thinking, or not really thinking, kind of in a hurry. Pick up a 55-inch Sony TV. Okay? Take it home. Install it last night. What happened? I didn't even actually install it. I know better now. I put it up on the dresser and plugged it in. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Broken. Broken TV. Out of the box. We didn't even have a chance to break it. Like, give me a chance. What is the deal? I mean, like, glass, like, TV don't even come on. Like, just looks like lightning off in the distance. How weird. I'm like, oh, so I'm going to have to take the TV back today. Is it a Sony thing? I don't know. I don't know. Is it because they're so fragile or I, I it did uh, hindsight 2020 looking at the box. I remember thinking this in the store. This box looks like it's been returned. Like this really? TV, or it was like it's been opened before. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe it was a demo or maybe somebody took it out and looked at it. I don't know. But I, uh, it did look that way. And the packaging, some of the foam was already broken, you know. And I'm like, hmm. But I didn't think too much. Of it. I'm like, so what? So somebody returned it or didn't, couldn't use it. Or maybe it was a demo. Maybe that's why it was only 450 bucks. I don't know. So, uh, no, it was returned because it was freaking broken. That's why. Maybe somebody at Best Buy just doesn't like your music. I guess not. It's a feel-good moment. Today's feel-good moment is from Brittany. 
Today, as I was getting out of my car to head into the grocery store, I had this little voice tell me that I should stop by the carts in the parking lot and grab one of like the small, more condensed carts. So I grabbed one, not really thinking through it or knowing why I was, except for maybe I just wanted to shop out of a small cart today. And as I strolled it through the front door, I saw this old man in the cart section, like trying to get the big carts undone. And he was struggling and it like went through my head, like, should I help him? And then he looked over at me. And in the most adorable little voice, he asked me where you find the small carts. I could tell there was something about the small cart that was appealing to him. And I selfishly wanted to use the small cart, but something told me to give it to him, so I did. And he was overwhelmed with emotion. And he looked back at me as he was walking through the doors and he said, that's the nicest thing that's happened to me in a really long time. All I did was give him a cart. It didn't cost me anything. I don't own the cart. That literally broke my heart. But that's the nicest thing that's happened to him. And then I'm just thinking about him like sitting at home with all the craziness of this world with no one to talk to, no one doing anything nice for him. I am so thankful for that interaction with that man today because honestly, that interaction I think blessed me more than it did him. This is just a reminder that a little act of kindness can go a long way. Not just for the person receiving the kindness, but also for the one giving it. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.